and welcome to the No Name MMA Show. Welcome back everyone to the first episode of the new year. This is the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, the No Name MMA Show. Uh, Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. Thank you for joining me on uh, this, um, I won't say, you know, you know, Happy New Year. I won't do it, but like, you know, thank you for joining me. Anyway, um, first episode, season four, um, we have too much to talk about, so let's get right into it for the MMA Minute. Um, yeah, boy, Dana White. Um, so if you have been living under a rock, um, Dana White, um, January 1st, was there was a video that came out from TMZ where he smacked his wife. Um, full disclosure, so this is how the video goes. Um, it seems like there was an argument. She was upset. She was walking away. He holds her back. Um, she slaps him. He responds by slapping her back and then slapping her a couple of times. And then from what it seems, it kind of pushes her down, holds her down a little bit. Um, you know, when... I first saw the video. It's um, I don't know. It just seems like somebody who's really comfortable. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, like it didn't look like he was, you know, kind of struggling to slap her. He, um, maybe that's how their relationship is. I just don't think that in any place should you ever put your hands on a woman. Um, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that she was scot-free either, but also it, it's a man that's three times her size. Absolutely no reason to put your hands on her. I have jumped people for less. I have literally done that. I am going to have a daughter. If that happened to my daughter, I'm putting a dumbbell through somebody's like bones. You know, like it, it just and I think the disappointing thing for me is, you know, I, I'm more of a centrist leftist in terms of my beliefs. I believe the MMA community is, you know, a little bit more conservatively right of center, if not far right. But I think with this, it's shown the MMA community's true colors and it's just not good. It's just pure filth and slime and the 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 concerning thing about it and i'll move on is that you know dana is not even condoning his actions he's he's been in terms of like what however you feel the hardest critic of himself which cool but we'll move on uh, he he had a um um, it was media day today for the fights this weekend, and he came out and he talked first. And, you know, he said more of the same. You know, he feels terrible. His punishment is that he has to live with this brand of what he is. And, no, I'm sorry. Like, I don't agree with, oh, I'm oh, I'm a wife beater now. Oh, boo-hoo. Like, no, dude. Fuck you, man. It's, it's, we know what time it is. Why aren't you donating to one of these causes? Why aren't you stepping down for a brief period of time? And no, the fighters are not terribly off without you. There's literally no reason. 
for you to be around. Tell me the last fight he really promoted. Like, he has promoted his... <laughs> Another part of this, if you don't know, is that he is still promoting his slap fighting league. I, I don't know... I don't care enough to know what it's called. It's just, it is what it is. Slap Fighting League. No joke. I mean, and TBS just kind of postponed it. I think it was supposed to come out today or something. And they just moved it to next week. So yeah, it's just like, nobody said anything. Endeavor, the owning party of the UFC, they haven't said anything. ESPN hasn't said anything. The UFC hasn't said anything. This is the first thing that they've said. And it was just Dana just saying the same thing that he said in an interview with TMZ that was a toss-up as if like, oh, hey, we got this real quick. We're going to hit you up and we're going to ask you these simple questions and you just, you know, do what, do what you can. And yeah, don't worry about it, big guy. We got you. And it's just like, how you were, you must have been so drunk. Like, I mean, it's. It's shameful, man. Like, it is day 11 into the new year, and it's easily, easily just one of the worst years of MMA. And this was, this is the, this is what happened day one. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, some people have been talking about it. Uh, Jamie Foxx, D.L. Hughley talked about it, considering if this, if Dana White was <laughs> um, Dana Black, maybe the coverage might be different. I mean, there's just so many questions. Like, how can you possibly cut a fighter now? How? And if I'm a fighter, what I would consider is the code of conduct that you hold the fighters to, that, by the way, they didn't sign to anything. If the president isn't held to that code of conduct, does that mean that their contract with you is broken? I mean, you you decide when to, you know, actually use the code of conduct. But if you're going to do it for James Krause, would it not be considered for the president? I guess the president's too too big to fail in terms of the UFC, you know? And... I think it's just the, the woe is me, I am now the the persecuted, and, and please just do it. It's like, no, dude. That's the, that's the point of a punishment. Oh, the fighters suffer because, well, then they suffer because of you. And they know that it's because of you that they are suffering. Somebody has to be punished for this. This was bad. Um, I think a lot of... Uh, you know, some of the sentiment, sentiments that I've read from people that I actually respect their opinion is that, that, you know, you learn this very early on when you're a child. You know, I learned it very young. Like, uh, uh, for me, it was, I got bullied when I was a kid and I told my mom, like, hey, it's this girl that's bullying me. And, um, you know, she was just like, okay, like, don't do anything. They just like push her down or get away and spit on her. Like you, you should have done that, dude. 
If she's that much of a danger, hey, I I've been there, man. Sometimes when you, when you're yelling, you're skating out with a bunch of like crackheads. One of them comes at you. So, it is what it is. You gotta get out of there alive. So you push her down, you spit on her, you run away. Tough life. Rough life. But, what you don't do is you put your hands on her. Absolutely no reason to. No reason to. You know what a sane person... Like, I've heard of all these breakdowns and stuff. Of, like, what happened. The sane person just walks away. That's literally it. Just like, hey, I need my space. I'm out of here. And if you're that drunk, that drunk, I mean, you're like, what, 60? You can be that drunk in Mexico? No. But yeah, um, the uh, uh, I mean, just the the Dana defenders out there. I mean, it's just like so terrible. I mean, it's just like man, the tone deafness and just you know. But in terms of updates, the California Legislative Women's Caucus issued a letter to Endeavor CEO. Ari Emanuel, uh, they were calling for the immediate removal of Dana White. Um, does this mean anything happens? Uh, no, I mean, it's a private company. I'm surprised that Disney's not trying to get in front of this. Like, but that's where it's just like, you know, it, it just is going to keep on happening. Like, somebody needs to respond. Somebody needs to say something. I think that's the thing that's most upsetting. But, Enough of that. We'll move on from that to another bad news update. Um, so, yeah. Um, Jose Aldo, the one that we love, uh, and his wife are involved in some controversy. First, um, if you don't know what's happening in Brazil, just a quick little, um, you know, insurrection light. Um, literally, they have a shaman as well. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, the president over there was Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva and we'll refer to him as Lula so the president um, the ex-president or whatever he kind of incited this insurrection Jair Bolsonaro so now you might be wondering why we're talking about these guys so guess who is the new house guest of Jose Aldo that's right Jair Bolsonaro the um, if you wanted to draw comparisons which they're not that crazy is Donald Trump of Brazil. So yeah. Um, but that's not it. Not only is the president over in Florida living in Jose Aldo's home. Um, but yeah. His wife and him are also involved um, in a potential handout uh, scandal where his wife Viviana Pereira Oliveira may have allegedly received payment from the government. Um, per the Brazilian news outlet Extra, Oliveira's name was found on Portal de Transparencia, which literally just means Portal of Transparency, 
and it's Brazil's public finance tracking website. It shows she allegedly received emergency payouts from a fund designated for some of the country's poorest families during, you know, COVID-19. So according to the records, Pereira received monthly deposits of about 120 US dollars, which is 600 reais, I think, in Portuguese, between May and October of 2020. Three more 300 deposits made in November and December of the same year. So that is a total of 4,500 reyes, about $860. And then it was also further investigated that she was not registered under Cadicio. So that is Brazil's platform for social programs, which you need to sign up for in order to get these funds. So yeah, these are also some allegations that um, the Gracie family um, is kind of a part of that was brought to light in March of 2022 so you know it, it I was lauding Jose Aldo and this is kind of like um, if you follow football American football um, Brett Favre got into this um, donation scandal where he used funds um, for his uh, volleyball team for his um, college and it was designated for like I think it was like PPP loans or something. So yeah, you know, more of the same. Just great seeing my legends just kind of, you know, suck. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from that. Um, Aljamain Sterling says on his podcast that he is unsure that he will be able to fight through a possible torn bicep. Uh, Sean O'Malley says, well, let me fight Henry. And Cheeto responds as well, saying that there is no champ. Um in my opinion is that if he had gotten injured while he was fighting he should have had surgery right away why is he now saying hey i have a torn bicep i think the thing that is the most upsetting about this is because of the indecisiveness or i don't know if it's trolling maybe or because i don't know then why don't you get surgery then if that's truly the case get it now um, he might be waiting for an expert opinion, but if you're openly stating that, I'm hoping that you've already gotten it, or if you're being this open, why don't you keep us updated? But in terms of, like, I don't know, it just feels like he's making excuses. But this is also my favorite division, and it needs to move forward. It needs. To, there's too many killers right now, especially for a guy that, unfortunately... Like, he is on the cusp of greatness, but he's acting kind of like Tyrone Woodley. Like, kind of like, like he hasn't, like he, I don't know, like a weird chip on his shoulder, but from the fans or, I don't know. You can't be having a great time on vacation and then also not have had surgery before to kind of heal up. Like, eventually you were going to fight. I don't know. I'd like to think that it's earned that you get to fight two times a year. You know? But when there's that many killers, and Kamaru Usman was taking care of business like that. Israel Adesanya was taking business regularly. I mean, I get it. It's weight, but again, if the weight cut is crazy, maybe you don't weigh 170 pounds outside of camp, you know? 
maybe it's not that crazy that you end up taking a fight like three times a year. Yeah, um, we'll see. Uh, this might be, be the best case scenario for Henry Cejudo. Um, and for Sean O'Malley, if he actually wants this fight, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough fight. But maybe he gets Henry Cejudo that, you know, he hasn't fought in two years. And from what I hear, he was kind of, you know, chubby or whatever. And he's a father now. His athletic prime might be a little bit past him. Like, who knows? Who knows? I'm interested to see what kind of goes down. But after the Piotr Jan fight, I, I, I'm not going to be doubting Sean O'Malley. I do think that Henry Cejudo is going to thoroughly outclass him. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, moving on from that, we have the unfortunate news that Angela Lee, sister to Victoria Lee and Christian Lee, passed away on January 7th. I was not, um, you know, what you would say, a follower or a fan, but... Um, this was family rooted in MMA from one championship. Christian Lee, Victoria Lee, both champions there. Uh, Angela, Lee, Angela Lee was three and zero, um, eighteen. You know, so young. Uh, unfortunately, Victoria Lee and Christian Lee uh, decided to close down their gym, and they said that um, all the money will be returned. Yeah, just uh, further bad news. Uh, you know. My thoughts and prayers are with their family during this difficult time. I just can't even imagine having a sibling that young. Um, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov has announced that he plans to step away from MMA coaching and all um, that comes with it. Um, apparently, uh, the manager of Dominance MMA, I forgot his name, um, put out a statement saying that he will also not be in the corner of Islam Makachev during his upcoming bout with Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, and who knows how credible the information is, but, I mean, eventually he has to go back to his family. I'll be interested more to see if he's going to be here this next weekend with his cousin Umar fighting. That'll be more telling, but... Yeah, I mean, he has to go back eventually. Between Umar Usman, his cousin Abu Bakr, uh, and Islam. I mean, he's away from his family full time. Eventually, he's got to go back. He has kids. And you don't get that time back. So it's, you know... But yeah, uh, he left a mark, uh, you know, coach of the year, arguably, for last year. And time will tell how active he will be in the space, um, what kind of business, what's going to happen with Eagle FC. Um, who knows? But yeah. And last but not least, I want to end with a positive note during the MMA Minute. Uh, Keith Lee, a former fighter for Bellator and is now a viral food reviewer, made the rounds of virality in his recent review of a mom-and-pop shop that was struggling. I forgot to take down the name of the restaurant, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, but yeah, it the restaurant became an overnight sensation. Um, so yeah, they're turning it all around, thanks to Mr. Lee. 
Um, he first started doing TikToks in order to become more comfortable speaking on the mic. So yeah, hats off to him for doing good and giving some semblance of normalcy to the sport. Thank you. I needed a, just a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel of despair. Um, but yeah, um, so we're going to be moving on to the tail of the tape. Um, so here I'm going to be going over the main card and giving my picks. Um, first, we have... Habib Nurmagomedov's cousin, Umar, who I just alluded to. He's a fast-rising Bantamweight. He takes on Rayoni Barcelos, which is a tough matchup, but I think he ends up getting the win and moving up the ranks. If he does end up winning, um, he will end up... I think he should fight the winner of Adrian Yanez versus Rob Font. I think if he has this much potential, why not try to move him up as fast as possible? Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. The bookies agree with me. I think he's at like minus nine fifty, from what I can tell. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna very much look forward to the first fight of the uh, main card. Yeah, we then have Caitlin Vieira against Raquel Pennington, and I think this fight is uh, solid. You know, I would have Caitlin Vieira as a favorite, at least for me. I, I wonder how Raquel Pennington is going to be fighting now that her and Tisha Torres have a little one on the way. Um, yeah, uh, I got Caitlin Vieira. And next, we have a couple of 9-2 and two middleweights with Punahela Soriano coming off of his highlight KO over Liam Gulambala. I don't know if I said it right, but I tried. Um, he is going to be taking on Roman Kopolov, who also just retired Alessio DeChirico in his last fight. Um, I have Punya winning barely. I think this can go either way. Um, but yeah, time will tell again. Uh, I think it's, a, a lot of these fights are very close. Um, we then have Dan Ige taking on Damon Jackson. Ige has lost four of his last fight, and... Um, Damon is on a 4-5 win streak, ending with that TKO over Pat Sabatini. I, again, I think this is a very close one. Even though Dan has come up on the wrong side of things, um, the people that he's fighting are no joke. You know, you got uh, Mozar Ivolev, the Green Zombie, Josh Emmett. Um, he took all of them to decision. Um, Damon flirted with tougher competition once in the Ilya Teporia. And, you know, if you don't know, he got knocked out. So, ultimately, because of the less damage and winning and just the overall momentum, I got Damon Jackson, though I do hope that Dan Ige gets a win. It will be two years in March since his last fight, so hopefully it's not two years before one. And finally, for the main event, um, yeah, we have Sean O'Malley um, going up against or Sean O'Malley. What am I talking about? Main event, we have Sean Strickland. Um, first guy to have back-to-back -back main events since Tito Ortiz back in 2015. Um, he is showing up to replace Kelvin Gastelum after a gruesome mouth injury. Um, when I first heard about it, I was just like, oh, whatever. And then I saw a picture, and then the staph infection was on his face. And, you know, it looked kind of bad, but it was actually like... I forget what fighter it was, but, like, you know how the... Getting. He has a deer tattoo. Devin Clark. Devin Clark. 
Um, if you remember, his like jaw was broken and his gum was separated. That's what um, Kelvin had going on with his upper like part of his jaw or whatever. It was like broken and they had to sew his teeth back on. So it was super, super duper gnarly. Um, but yeah, um, so he is out. That is now three fights in a row, I believe, that he has had canceled. And 12 fights overall in his career that um, he has either pulled out or had had canceled. Um, so tough, tough out for Kelvin Gaslam. And, you know, this happened outside of the fight, so he has to pay for it himself. So um, tough, tough time out. Um, the last thing he said was that he was looking forward to putting on a lot of violence. So, um, hope you recover well. Um, but yeah, so moving on. John Strickland saves the day. Making this, uh, main event still five rounds. It just goes up a weight class at 205. John Strickland, you know, was talking about moving to 205. Maybe not cutting to 185 since his last fight. Um, but yeah, um... John Strickland is coming off of a loss to um, Jared Cannonier, which, you know, was a very close fight. I thought he lost barely, but, you know, whatever. Close fight. It is what it is. Um, and then Nasruddin has a three-fight win streak, with the last one being a mid-decision over Joaquin Buckley. For me, I think I have Sean Strickland winning. Um, I think he has been in more five-round fights. His file, His style of fighting is very annoying um he stands up straight he, his jab is perfection um you know for talking as much trash as he does his fighting is very very boring but hey boring it doesn't matter he wins his fights unfortunately not for him not you know jared kennedy or whatever but i think that he gives more problems to imavov and i think the fight against joaquin buckley kind of showed a little bit more I feel comfortable saying that Sean Strickland will not have a problem with the wrestling of Imov, but also we'll see what the weight poses in terms of problems for either fighter, or how heavy it was for Sean Strickland for him to change between his routine during the new year and you know celebrating having time off versus trying to get fit for a fight in a week. Um, but yeah, I still got Strickland. I think he's crazy enough. He's always sparring anyway, so yeah, I think he'll be able to make 205 and he'll have fun out there. Um, so yeah, those are my picks. So Sean Strickland, I have Damon Jackson, I have Puna Hellas Oriano, Kellen Vieira, and then, I mean, you know, Umar Namagamedov. Um, in terms of fights that you need to look out for, um, it is the Bantamweight fight. I think it's uh, Javid Bazrahat against Matus Madoka. I think that one is a couple of Bantamweights, so I'm really looking forward to see that one in the prelims. But yeah, um, in terms of what the bookies have, in Sean Strickland and Imavov, it is a straight-up toss-up. Dan Ige is favorite at minus 25. Um, they also have... Punahele Soriano at minus 125, Kellen Vieira at minus 120, and Umar, yep, um, minus 950. So yeah, that's it. Um, talk at you guys during the fights. If you have Spotify, you'll be able to listen to me um, 
just look me up no name of main show i'm gonna be i'm um, just kind of talking shit and commentating fights or whatever just watching along so if you want to turn it up like it's a radio station or whatever and just kind of have it in the background if you don't want to listen to some trash which they have brendan fitzgerald um dominic cruz and paul felder yeah so it's gonna be a pretty good lineup but still why not um you can chime in as well um but yeah I'll post about that more later on, and then, yeah, it'll be the post-recap show on Sunday. So, yeah, um, hope to see you there. I'll keep you guys posted on the Instagram or Twitter or anything else that I have. Talk at you guys next week. Investing your mental health. That is Season 4, baby, Episode 1. Ooh, la, la. Whoop, whoop. As always, fuck you, John Jones. Peace. 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 Good night. Bye-bye.